0: Welcome back to the Lars Larson Show. It's a pleasure to be with you, and I'm glad to take your phone calls and your emails at 866-HEY-LARS. That's 866-439-5277. Emails go to talk at LarsLarson.com, and we always put naysayers first. And Grant is on the line. Hey, Grant, welcome to the program. What's on your mind?
1: Thanks, Lars. Well, you seem to be a little bit concerned about the cut in law enforcement, especially in the the 19 positions relative to the drug enforcement squad. I am. And, I get it. it. It looks pretty bad on its face, but you have to consider this. What we've been doing in regards to our drug enforcement is not helping at all. It is making the problem worse. All right. I'll so tell you what.
0: I'll accept your premise. I'm trying right, to agree with you. I'm the trying reason to agree being, with you. Tell me what the solution is. dollars being
1: spent on people on the enforcement end need to be reallocated to the treatment side. It's just not as simple as putting handcuffs on an addict or a user, and putting them in jail and saying this is going to fix the problem. All right, let's try this.
0: Let's try this then. So we have 300 total state cops. Let's Mm -hmm. just for the sake of argument fire all 300 of them right now. Those are the road deputies, (laughs) the ones that are actually out on the road to cover 90,000 square miles of the state of Oregon. Let's fire all of them. Now you you have, and let's say each one costs salary benefits and everything totaled up is probably 100,000 each. Now, we have, so that means with $100,000 for each, each one of those uh, OSP troopers, I've talked to the treatment people. The most optimistic outcome of treatment for, say, meth or heroin is a 25% success rate. Now, that's actually at the high end, but I'm a conservative, so I'll give treatment. Let's assume that one, one time out of four, you're going to succeed with the addict and get him or her off. The other 3 times mm-hmm. you're going to lose. And each one of those trips through uh you know a serious treatment program is 20 grand. So for every cop mm-hmm. you fired 2 minutes ago or 2 seconds ago, you get to treat 5 times. That means mm-hmm. on on average for those 300 people times 5 treatments, you're going to get 1500 treatments and only a quarter of them are going to work. So you're going to be able to get If you fired every state road cop, so there was never a a state trooper on the highways anywhere Uh in the state, you could successfully treat 400 addicts. Now, how many addicts do you think the state of Oregon has right now?
1: More than we can count on both hands and feet. But you say you're a conservative, Lars. I am. And you use the conservative figure of of a 25% success rate, and then you use the grossly inflated figure of $20,000 for treatment. I am a recovering addict. I know what that treatment truly costs. And that's a whole other conversation relevant to health Well, you that we tell me, how have.
0: cheap can you get treatment down to and really have it work? And by the way, there's nothing, can we agree that there's no amount of money that can make an addict want to quit? And and if he's going to oh, go... we will agree
1: on that 100%. Right. It took a lot of tragedy in my life for me to fix that element of how I live. But I'll tell you this, a lot of addicts out there would go on to maintenance programs if they were affordable. Right now, if you try to get on a maintenance program or a replacement program, those costs are so astronomically inflated by the drug companies that the average addict can't rationalize well, going that route when is, their drug of choice okay, is vastly cheaper. There
0: is methadone that's maintenance for heroin, but all that is is being addicted to one drug instead of another. What maintenance... But would you do, rather hold them hold up, have up, that structure? hold up, I ask, haven't asked you the question oh. yet. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. What's the maintenance program for meth?
1: For methamphetamine? Yeah.
0: There is none. That's exactly. The Those people
1: require a very What's, intensive cognitive behavioral therapy regimen. The $20,000 kind.
0: The $20,000 $20, kind. $20, well,
1: again, you're not using a very conservative figure there because well, you can get into tr- – my treatment cost me $10,000. Half of what Okay, you're let's now, double and it. Still, let's
0: double it. Hold on. Let's double it. Okay. We'll say for firing every state road cop. In the state of Oregon, so we have no more state patrol on the roads. We still have a crime lab and a few things, but no more state cops. Okay. we fired them all. We can cure 800 addicts a year. That's it. Yeah. And you think Curing that's going to You're using the term the
1: cure as in these people well, don't get cured all the time, Lars. If uh, you can get an addict, that's what I started get with. on a replacement. Please let me finish. No. If you can get an addict... To take a replacement drug that requires that he adhere to a set of rules Grant, and structure that he is void Grant, of in his life otherwise. Grant, hold up a then you would, hold You're up, making
0: hold up, progress. Hold up hold up, hold up. hold up. Sure. Sure. You sure. just agreed there is no maintenance program drug for meth. What's the maintenance drug for cocaine? Well, cocaine is
1: basically a rough weekend and a, a sharp scolding from your significant other to get off it. It really doesn't have a sharp physical withdrawal component to it like heroin does. What's and the main drug to... for alcohol? Well, with alcohol, there's there's a lot of other more experimental yeah, 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 therapies yeah, 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 yeah. that they're using.
0: But let's, let's, uh, you fill the air with a lot of words, but now we've got the four major addiction drugs that are the most problematic. Can we agree that coke, meth, heroin, and alcohol are the four biggest problem drugs in the state, right? Oh, definitely. Okay, yeah. so out of the four, three of them have no maintenance drug, yet you keep suggesting that there's some magic pill. We, could, If we only had enough money, we could put people on a magic pill, a maintenance for that we can put
1: people also into cognitive behavioral therapy that for doesn't 20 cost 20000 It doesn't cost $20,000 all the time. Intensive outpatient treatment is not that for expensive. For ten
0: grand, Like, you, like yours In for 10000 Intensive
1: th- and, and, outpatient treatment is not an inpatient rehabilitation. And by the Those way, by the way things,
0: when we stop doing all drug enforcement, because it sounds like that's what you're supp- your suggestion is, we merely help people off the drugs, we've now allowed the drugs to proliferate throughout the state because if there's no enforcement going on... The drugs are already hugely available now. I don't even know how to express how available they are. Heroin is cheap. Oh, I meth, know, you're talking to a reformed addict, man. Yeah. I know. So, if it's available now with with you know the enforcement we have now, if we take the enforcement off, then we're going to have availability that'll go off the charts and I would suggest to you, and you tell me I'm wrong, that if a drug is more available that is likely to be used more often, that some people are held back from using it because there's enforcement. If you drop all the enforcement, as you're suggesting, what's going to happen to the number of people who try it and, in some cases, get addicted to it?
1: You'd be surprised, Lars, because a lot of people find their way down this dark and and really unpleasant road in their parents' medicine cabinet. It doesn't come from the street-side guy. By the way,
0: can I give you a number for that that I really like? A prosecutor sure, friend ahead. of mine, Josh Marquis, so I'll cite my sources, says that mm-hmm. for all the people who say, well, you know, it's really the pharma companies, he said in his experience as prosecuting, he, he got this number, and he may have had it from a better source than just Josh. He says sure. of the people who end up getting caught, uh, you know, because they're either doing heroin or they're doing pharmaceuticals or a combination, so they're doing Oxy or some of the other her- opioid yeah. derivatives, or they're doing street heroin, 3%— Understood. Three percent started on pharmaceutical. The other 97 percent started on the street drugs and then went to the pharmaceutical because it was easy. Because the picture a lot of the media likes to present is, well, almost everybody who's on these drugs started because some evil doctor gave them too many oxy pills. And then they were forced to go to heroin. And that's how they ran into the problem. I can
1: only speak from my own experience. And that's exactly how I got down that road. And about everybody that I was with in rehab not 3% of us started out the same way. So How that's many, a how number many that do you, can you know
0: personally? Casually. How many do you know right, personally? Oh, what's your sample? More than you. I, what's your sample? Seriously?
1: Hundreds. No. I'm actively involved in the recovery community. So, Fair enough. Yes, so you're
0: suggesting that we bankrupt the police department, stop doing enforcement? No, not. Well, I'm telling you,
1: Lars, I'm not saying we bankrupt the police department. Enforcement is important, but it's not. On its own, going to rid us of this problem. We only we have need to reallocate funds for treatment and other programs. Reallocate that get from where? Away we, just, from that lifestyle. we just
0: determined that if you fired every single Oregon State Patrol deputy, uh, you know, patrol officer, three hundred of them who currently patrol a ninety thousand square mile state, that you'd get the money to be able to do treatment and succeed with perhaps eight hundred people a year, which is a drop well, we'll get, in the bucket. So,
1: Seriously, Lars, we'll get so far into the weeds talking about these, you know, ancillary issues that really the only two this issues is we a, need to address is. I beg to differ. Grant
0: our, it's not an ancillary issue if you say if you took every single state cop, not just the drug cops every single state cop who patrols roads and fired them and took all the savings from all their salaries and pumped it all into treatment, even assuming the treatment is 10 grand, not 20, then you're getting, you're getting successful treatment of 800 addicts a year, which is nothing.
1: Which is indicative of a healthcare system that needs severe cost reform. If we can make treatment affordable by making drug companies, perhaps, I know you don't like this word, but subsidized treatment, because they are definitely part of the problem. Well, hold on. Then,
0: uh, hold on. If everybody is concerned ahead. about pharmaceuticals being too expensive, and you tell me we're going to have the drug companies add to the cost of every pharmaceutical they sell, heart medicine. When they're
1: posting record profits, I think it's pretty reasonable to expect that they should be responsible you know what? for the fallout of the drugs they create.
0: Grant, can I suggest, I, I don't think you know anything about the economics of that business. The average return for pharma companies is 15%. The average return for restaurants, a very low-risk business, is eight. If you take it much below eight or five, you know Walmart gets all the way down to three. Because we're not have, talking
1: about average pharmaceutical companies here. Yeah, laws. We're talking about Purdue Pharma. No, but I'm talking okay. about the whole industry. Officeton Incorporated. Whole, the That's what we're talking about, dude.
0: Grant, you know what? When you just fill the air with words, the whole pharma industry has an average <laughs> return has an average return of fifteen percent. It's a risky business. So if you ask people to be in risky oh. businesses and risk by risk. Legal drug dealing is a, is a risky business. Let me tell Laura, you, you why, you, Grant. Grant, 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 you know, this shows how, how as much as you congratulate yourself on knowing a lot about it, let me suggest something to you. A, a pharma sure. company goes out. I'm and, living it. I'm not just knowing about it. I'm living through the addict. recovery process. The fact that you're a former addict, uh, believe me, doesn't tell me as much. If you look at the pharma business, let's, and just listen to this example for a second. Okay. You're a mm-hmm. you're a big evil pharma company and you come out with a life-saving drug for Americans. And it costs you, because of government regs, between $1 and $2 billion to get that pharma drug to market. And it's out there, and it's saving lives, and then one person dies because of it, and you get a $50 million lawsuit. That's what I'm talking about in terms of risk. And That's you That's Trump change when you open up other foreign no, markets. No, it's not, not, not. The foreign markets pay less than the Americans do. Americans are funding the development of drugs that they end up having to sell for almost nothing overseas. But Grant, I wish you well in your recovery. You're listening to The Lars Larson Show.